now, The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, with Sir John Gielgud as Sherlock Holmes and Sir Ralph Richardson as our storyteller, Dr. James Watson. To Sherlock Holmes, she was always the woman. Irene Adler. <laughs> I remain, Mr. Sherlock Holmes, yours very truly, Irene Adler. <laughs> It was in 1888 that we encountered her. Seven years had gone by since my own first meeting with Sherlock Holmes, but one March evening, returning from a visit to a patient, my way led me through Baker Street and so towards the well-remembered door of number 221B. Who is it? Oh, Watson! Really, you're the very man I most wanted to see. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Well, there were times in the old days, you know, when I almost thought I irritated you. Oh, nonsense, my dear fellow. And tell me what you see in this letter that has just come by special messenger. Read it. Uh -huh. uh, they will call upon Mr. Sherlock Holmes tonight a gentleman who desires to consult him. His recent services to one of the royal houses of Europe oh, have shown that Mr. Holmes may safely be trusted with matters of the utmost discretion. He is not to take it amiss if his visitor wears a mask. Aha. Uh -huh. Well, well. Just so, Watson, intriguing, is it not? But what on earth do you imagine it can mean, Holmes? Well, I have no data yet, and it's a fundamental mistake to theorize before one has some data. But the notepaper man, what do you deduce from that? Oh, well, it's, it's, it's very thick, tinted pink. Couldn't have bought for under half a crown a packet, I'd say, so the writer must be fairly well to do. Quite so, Watson. And since our distinguished visitor... Uh-huh... But here he comes, if I'm not mistaken, in a broom and pair by the sound of it, and a pair of beauties at that, I'd guess. There's money in this case if there's nothing else, Watson. And here I break my narrative for a moment to describe our singular visitor of that far-off evening. Six feet in height, with the chest and limbs of a Hercules, a deep blue cloak lined with flame-colored silk. An opulent and barbaric apparition indeed in our drab old England. And across his face, a black vizard mask. You had my note, Herr Holmes? I did indeed, sir. Uh, pray take a seat and tell me whom I have the honor of addressing. You may refer to me as the Count von Kram, a bohemian nobleman, sir. And this gentleman? Oh, this is my colleague, Dr. Watson upon whose honour and discretion you may completely rely. Most certainly. Well, I'm not in the habit of discussing my private affairs before a stranger, oh. however discreet. Well, in that case, well, no, 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 I... No, no, uh... Sit still, Watson. You must confide in both of us, or neither, Your Majesty. What? Why should you think... Watson, pray take His Majesty's mask. It is a needless inconvenience. Yeah. Yeah, you are right. I am the king. Why should I attempt to conceal it from your sharp eyes? Why, indeed... Your Majesty had hardly spoken a word before I was aware that I was addressing Wilhelm Gottsreich von Olmstein, 
Grand Duke of Castle Falstein and hereditary King of Bohemia. I have come incognito from Prague for the purpose of consulting you. Then pray consult your majesty. The doctor and I are all attention. The facts are these then, gentlemen. When I was in Warsaw five years ago, I made the acquaintance of a lady whose name may be familiar to you. The adventurous Irene Adler. Adventurous, Your Majesty? I know of the celebrated prima donna, of course. And adventurous, gentlemen. I use the word deliberately. I see. I take it, then, that Your Majesty became somewhat indiscreetly involved with this young person. I did. I will not deny it. I was young. I was only the crown prince then. And there were some compromising letters, no doubt, which Your Majesty wishes me to recover. Precisely. Uh, there was no secret marriage or anything of that sort. None, Herr Holmes. Well, I fail to follow you, sir. If the lady should produce her letters for blackmail or any other purpose, how would she be able to prove their authenticity? Do you think I did not ask her so, Herr Holmes, when I begged for their return? I asked her that very question. How was she to prove their authenticity? But your writing, Wilhelm, it's so distinctive. I could swear it had been forged. Your private notepaper, Wilhelm. Stolen. Your seal, Wilhelm. Imitated. Your photograph, Wilhelm. Bought. I will swear it all, Irene, and you are, you are without a case again. Uh, you forget, Wilhelm. You surely forget, my dear friend. What do I forget? That we are both in the photograph together, hand in hand. Irene, you wouldn't dare to expose No, me. Wilhelm. But I may consider myself to have been deeply wronged. You can have half my fortune. You promised it to me before. I... I beg of you, Irene. I have to be mad. So I've heard, Your Majesty, to the second daughter of the King of Scandinavia. A most politic match. She will be enchanted, no doubt, when I send her the photograph. Irene, you cannot... On the day of that your betrothal is proclaimed, my dear, that very day... <laughs> I tell you that she will do it, Herr Holmes. If only you knew her, you would never doubt it for a moment. She always keeps her word. There are no lengths she would not go to rather than that I should marry another woman. So it appears. You've made some attempts yourself, sir, no doubt, to recover the photograph. Five, and none successful. And when will your betrothal be made public, Your Majesty? On Monday next. Oh, then we still have three whole days, Watson. It's really quite a pretty little problem in its own way. You must place yourself entirely at my disposal, Herr Holmes. That my marriage should take places of political consequence to all Europe. I should be most happy to save all Europe as soon as I've dealt with one or two other small matters that are already engaging my attention at the moment. Ah. Good night, Your Majesty. Dr. Watson will show you out. But do you promise me success? Your manner is somewhat casual, I may say. If you leave me an address, I shall drop you a line. You will find me at the Langham, under the name von Crump. Thank you. And as to money... You have carte blanche. For immediate expenses, this bag contains 300 pounds in gold and 700 notes. Oh, will you take charge of this, Watson? Uh, just one more question, Your Majesty. The photograph you speak of was cabinet size. It was. Uh -huh. And you will surely require Miss Adler's address as well. Well, it might be as well to have it, yes. It is Brioni Lodge, Serpentine Avenue, St. John's Wood. Yeah. Gute Nacht, Herr Holmes, und Sie auch, Dr. Watson. Good night, Your Majesty. <laughs> well, really. <laughs> I've heard of Miss Adler before, and should like to make her acquaintance. I like to feel myself opposed by someone of my own metal. A 
At last, at last, Watson, a brain to match my own. So began, then, our problem of averting the threatened scandal in Bohemia. I called on Holmes next evening and found him in the disguise of a drunken-looking horse groom, inflamed, side whiskers, sprawling on the sofa, convulsed with laughter. (laughs) 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 My dear Holmes, what what on earth's the matter? (laughs) Oh, Watson, Watson, (laughs) you'll never guess. (laughs) You'll never guess. Well, I never do, Holmes. Least of all, when I find you looking like a confirmed dipsomaniac from Newmarket. Do I? Really? (laughs) You better have a whiskey and soda to sober you up. Oh, thank you, I will. Oh, what a day, Watson, what a day. Well, it seems so. Spent it at St. John's Wood, I take it, with Miss Adler. Alas, no, my costume was hardly smart enough for that. (laughs) Still, at least I saw her, and in very remarkable circumstances, Watson. Ah, thank you, that's better. Well, you haven't found the photograph, I take it. Not yet, don't even know where it is. I shall need your assistance for that, my dear fellow. Well, I'm delighted. I was beginning to fancy that I was out of this adventure altogether. Not at all. No, no, pass me my makeup tray, would you, Watson? And I'll tell you the whole thing while I remove the semblance of the inebriated Bert Stevens. Then back to Sherlock Holmes. Well, no, into someone else, I fancy. Yes, uh, an amiable nonconformist clergyman, I think. That should serve admirably. Really, Holmes? Now, while you're making up, tell me the tale of your adventures, Holmes. Very well. It happened like this, Watson. There was I, Sherlock Holmes, got up as a horse coper, sitting in the pub opposite, watching Bryony Lodge. Of course, I stood the local cabbie to a beer and soon got all the information I wanted. About Miss Adler? About Miss Adler. She's the daintiest thing under a bonnet, it appears. She's turned the head of every man in the neighbourhood. Uh, pass me the cold cream, would you, Watson? Oh, does she have a great many male visitors? No, only one. That's the very crux of the whole matter. One moment, I must just whiten my eyebrows. This visitor of Miss Adler's, Watson, a certain Mr. Godfrey Norton of the Inner Temple. Very dark and dashing, so my friend the cabbie told me. When you were the ostler? Exactly. And while I was watching, our dashing gentleman friend rushes up to the house in a tearing hurry, stops there for half an hour, and then rushes out again, shouting for a cab. Drive like the devil, cabbie. Ross and Hankies and Jewellers in Regent Street. Then the Church of St. Monica and Edgware Road. Half a sovereign if you do it in 20 minutes. And a moment later, out of Bryony Lodge dashes someone else, Watson. Ah, Miss Adler, you saw her. Yes, at last. And it's true. What a lovely face. Though I only caught a glimpse of it through her veil. And she called a cab, too. The Church of St. Monica in the Edgware Road. And half a sovereign if you reach it in 20 minutes. On which, of course, Mr. Sherlock Holmes called a cab in spite of his own somewhat disreputable appearance, and reached the church at precisely five minutes to twelve. Inside was a surpliced clergyman with Miss Adler and Mr. Norton. Norton, seeing me rush down the aisle, took my arm and cried, Quick, quick, my man, you do. Three minutes to twelve and the license expires, then. We need a witness to a marriage, man. A witness to a marriage, Watson, my humble self. All done in an instant, tying up Irene Adler, spinster to Godfrey Norton Bachelor. Well, this certainly is an unexpected development, Holmes. Indeed it is, my dear fellow. What's more unexpected? They parted at the door of the church, and I heard her say that she'd drive as usual in the park from five till seven, so all is well. Our schemes can go ahead. There, now, black overcoat, yes, badly rolled umbrella. Oh, and hand me that little parcel, would you mind, Watson? Thank you. Now we are quite ready for our little visit to one of my most charming parishioners (laughs) at Bryony Lodge. (laughs) 
Good, good. Here we are, Watson. Almost there. Now, let me give you your final instructions. I'm all eagerness. You don't mind breaking the law, of course. Not in the least. It'll hardly be the first time in your company. <laughs> Very well, then. Now, whatever happens, simply do exactly what I tell you. Do I ever do anything else? You'll find rather a busy scene when we reach the house. I've already made arrangements. Some little unpleasantness, perhaps. Uh, a fight among some drunken guardsmen, for instance. Ah, I, I take it there'll be confederates of yours. Certainly. The street will be full of my confederates. I think I've engaged almost every out-of-work actor in London. Oh, the place will be thronged, Holmes. <laughs> what am I to do? Just take this parcel, Watson. Uh -huh. Quickly, put it in your pocket. What on earth is it, Holmes? A kind of bomb. A kind of bomb? Oh, don't drop it. Uh, yes, Watson. It's just an ordinary plumber's smoke rocket, fitted with a cap to make it self-lighting when it's thrown. And what do I do with this remarkable device? Why, you throw it, Watson. You'll station yourself in the shelter of a laurel bush, which you'll find growing immediately outside the sitting room window. And when I'm inside the house... But how do you manage to get in? Just wait and you'll see. Ah, here we are. The house itself and everyone ready in their positions. <laughs> Wonderful, Holmes. I'd never seen a more admirably stage-managed effect. Let's observe the group of guardsmen, particularly Watson, stationed just at the spot where Miss Ab uh, Mrs. Norton's carriage will arrive. <laughs> Those soldiers look spectacularly drunk. Of course they do. They're my star performers. Now, there's the bush you have to hide behind. You see it? The Daphne Laureola. Always oh, so well-informed, Watson. Precisely. The window's open, as you see, and you'll be able to hear me say... All I want is a glass of water, please. Which is my cue, I take it. Precisely. Then you throw the rocket through the window into the room and start to shout fire. The place will fill with smoke. There will be complete confusion. I shall reappear to join you, and then we shall return to Baker Street wiser than we came. Wiser? What do you mean? Miss Adler will have shown me where the photograph is hidden. I can't believe it. Aha, but here she comes, Watson. Look, that's her cab now. Get under cover, man, quickly, while I begin to play my part. Good luck, Reverend. Thank you. Here, who give it you, sir? Lay off me, will you? This is on the bluish kitchen. Lad, leave it alone, can't Gentlemen, gentlemen, I pray you to restrain yourselves. I beg you to stand back, gentlemen. Let the lady alight from her carriage. Step aside there. How dare you create a disturbance before my house? Oh, gentlemen, gentlemen! Step really. aside, I say! Let me pass! You shut your face, will you? Oh, gentlemen! Watch out, Reverend! You get hurt! Oh, oh, my head! My, my head! Oh, oh, oh! Poor old fellow, he's hurt. Well, what's wrong? Oh, it's the old minister. He's hurt, my lady. We can't leave him a lion here. Bring him into my sitting room, then. Oh. Poor old fellow, when he was only trying to help me. Here, here, you. Give us a hand, will you? Through this way. Watch the step, my man. Oh, thank you. How very kind. Thank you, thank you. I, I, I'm better now. Please... Please don't let me be any trouble. Just lie quietly for a moment, sir. It was most good of you to come to my assistance. The wretches ran off when you fell. You're very kind indeed, ma'am. <laughs> All I want is a glass of water, please. Certainly. <laughs> I'll have it fetched for you at once. Thank you. Fire! 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 <laughs> Thank you.
Watson. <laughs> Good old Watson. <laughs> well, I'm delighted, Holmes. Your team played their parts to perfection. Well, so did you, my dear fellow. Oh. I knew I could rely on you. Ah. So, you got the photograph? Of course not, Watson. What? Well, well, then what in heaven's name was it all about? I wanted to find out where it was hidden, my dear fellow. And did you? Of course, I told you. Miss Adler showed me. Showed you? Oh, come home. My dear Watson, when a woman thinks that our house is on fire, she rushes for the one thing she values most. A married woman grabs her baby, an unmarried one her jewel box. In Miss Adler's case... Ah, of course. Exactly. The photograph is hidden in a recess behind a sliding panel close to the right-hand bell pull. I even caught a glimpse of it before she realized that the fire was a false alarm and thrust it back again. And what will you do now? Send a telegram to His Majesty and have some dinner. Tomorrow morning we shall visit Bryony Lodge again. His Majesty will come with us uh, about eight o'clock before the lady is yet up. We shall be shown into the sitting room to await her, and when she comes down, she will find neither ourselves nor her photograph. No doubt it will delight the king to get it back with his own hands. Wonderful, Holmes. It's a masterpiece. Wonderful. Well, here we are home again, or at least you are. I've still to get back to Paddington. Oh, you would insist on getting married, Watson. But come in, won't you, while I take my disguise off and stay for a bite of dinner. Good night, Mr. Sherlock Holmes. What? Did you hear that, Watson? What? Oh, was a young man there going down the street? Yes, yes, but I thought I recognized the voice. Something about its tone, you know. Oh, no, no. Just a passing acquaintance? Uh, I dare say. I am delighted here, Holmes. Quite delighted. I take back my suspicions about your lack of interest. Your Majesty is very kind. I presume all we have to do now is to search is... the hidden panel while they go to fetch her. Simplicity itself. I'll ring the bell. And you tell me she is really married here, Holmes? To the English lawyer named Norton. But here's her housekeeper. Well, gentlemen? Good morning. May we see Miss Irene Adler, please? You are Monsieur Sherlock Holmes, I presume. I am? How did you know that, pray? My mistress told me to expect you. She left with her husband by the 5.15 from Charing Cross to the continent. She's left England? For good, monsieur. Herr Holmes, the photograph. Quickly, through this way. Oh, great heavens, Watson, she can't be gone. Looks like it. Uh, look, there's the panel you mentioned. Yeah. Open and empty. No, no, Doctor. Look, there's something still there. Oh. The, the photograph itself. What? No, no, it's a, it's a different photograph, Your Majesty. Different? Yes. Look, sir. A photograph of Miss Adler alone. Without your hand in hers. Oh, gutters, villain. What does it mean here, Holmes? Why, she's actually fooled me. Me, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> oh, there's a letter to Watson with my name on it, dated midnight. Dear Mr. Sherlock Holmes, you really did it very well. I had been warned against you and told that if the king employed an agent, it would certainly be you. Even after I had shown you what you wanted to know, I still found it hard to think evil of such a dear and kind old clergyman. But I have been trained as an actress myself, you know. Male costume is nothing new to me. I slipped it on as quickly as I could while the bomb still smoked and followed you and your friend to Baker Street and so made sure I really was an object of interest to the great Mr. Sherlock Holmes. I even imprudently wished you good night. Of course, that boy who passed us in the street. 
My husband and I both thought that flight was best when faced with so formidable an antagonist. Uh Uh-huh. Thank you. As to the photograph, your client may rest in peace. I love a man better than he ever was, and suddenly decided this very morning to agree to his proposal of marriage. Did you know that, too? I wonder, Mr. Holmes. I only kept the wretched photograph to safeguard myself, but I give your client my assurance that I will never use it. I leave instead another photograph of myself alone for him to keep as a memento. And I remain, dear Mr. Sherlock Holmes, very truly yours, Irene Norton, May Adel. What a woman, what a woman. She would have made such a queen if she had only been on my level. Yes, from what I've seen, she's indeed on a very different level from you, Your Majesty. Oh, you've failed, Holmes. What? For once, you've failed. No, Herr Doctor. She will not break her word. She will never trouble me again. I am safe. I am relieved to hear Your Majesty say so. Pray tell me in what way I can reward you, sir. This emerald ring. Oh, thank you. But Your Majesty has something that I should value even more highly. What then? That photograph, sir. Here it is. Ah, certainly, Herr Holmes. I'm very much obliged to Your Majesty. I have the honor to wish you a very good morning. Well. And that was how a great scandal threatened the kingdom of Bohemia and how the clever plans of Mr. Sherlock Holmes were beaten by a woman's wit. But sometimes he glances at that photograph upon his table and then he speaks of her always with such affectionate admiration. The woman, Watson. The woman. The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, based on the original stories of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, have been dramatized anew with original music composed by Sidney Torch. Sir Ralph Richardson played the part of Dr. Watson, and Sir John Gilgood that of Sherlock Holmes. The program was produced by Harry Allen Towers.